The following is an Auburn Network production. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on a gorgeous afternoon here in the Auburn Opelika area. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you for the next two hours right here on ESPN 106.7. Happy Thursday. We're a few days closer to the start of college football, but high school football is underway in the state of Alabama, and some of the biggest schools kick off tomorrow night on Friday here in the state of Alabama. That includes the Auburn High School Tigers and I told you yesterday right before we went off the air it's going to be a busy show today folks got guests lined up all show long and that starts right now here at the start of the hour start of the show with Auburn High School football's head coach Keith Edridge joining us on the phone lines coach hope you're doing well happy Thursday man great to hear from you hey guys I appreciate y'all having us on well, it's a busy time for you as summer is wrapped up. Classes are back in session at Auburn High. And, Coach, for you, that means the start of high school football season. Man, how excited are you to get the 2023 campaign underway? Ready. We're so ready. I'm just tired. Our guys are tired of hitting each other. I think they're ready to hit somebody else. Well, hey, that's totally understandable, and it seems like that's what happens with most teams around this time. Is they're tired of, yeah, they're tired of lining up against the same guy. They want to hit somebody brand new, and that's what they'll have the chance to do tomorrow night playing Hoover, uh, Coach. Before we talk about Hoover and this season in general, what's the summer been like for you with practices and this team in particular? What's the summer period been like for you? Yeah, we've had a really good summer. I have a lot of guys get a lot bigger, a lot of fast, a lot faster, a lot stronger. Um, played in three different, uh, played in three passing camps. Uh, uh, came in runner up to two in two of them, won the other one. So had a lot of wins. You know, I think we went twenty twenty three and three this year in summer passing camps. So uh, really, really good, good summer for our guys and, and a great competition this summer. I think that uh, we grew as a team this summer. You know, our, our guys have done a really, really good job of just focusing and, and, you know, paying attention to detail. Coming off of a year last year, Coach, where you had a really good season through and through for Auburn High, making yeah. it all the way to the state championship game over in Jordan-Hare Stadium, how many of your players coming back? What, what's, the, what's the turnover like for this new Auburn High football team? Well, you know, always at Auburn High School, you got you have big senior classes, so you're pretty much uh, pretty much starting with new guys most most of the way through. You know, I think my first year, um, I think they had four or five starters back on offense, four or five on defense, and then the next year, I think we only had two or three on each side. Uh, this year, I think we got we got three or four on offense, and uh, probably about four or five on defense. So. Um, good group back though. Uh, a lot of you'll see a lot of young faces this year. Got a really good junior class. Uh, 
really good senior class, and, and you'll see some sophomores scattered in there too. Uh, really excited about this 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 group of guys. They're they're really good as far as um, very coachable. You know, uh, they work tremendously hard, and it, we've got a good group of leaders. Coach Etheridge of Auburn High School Football joining us as we get underway here on the Thursday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Coach, I mentioned last year it was, uh, again, a great year. You get to the state championship game. You fall short against a really talented Thompson team. What's the message from you uh, coming out of last year to try and repeat as getting back to the state championship game and then trying to get the job done here in 2023? Just finish. You know, we want to bring the first state championship in football home to Auburn High School, and you know, to do that, you know, we've got to we've got to get through this gauntlet of a of a region schedule. You know, we got a really tough region. You got Central, you got Opelika, Dothan, Enterprise. You know, there's some really really good teams, Prattville, in our region. You know, it's a it's a dogfight every Friday night. You know, you got Lee. You know, um, and I think that. You know, every Friday night it's, it's a dog fight, so you just got to be prepared and and just you know we got to finish. We got to uh, play. We did. We got to the state championship. And, you know, we had a great season. Um, played real well in the semis against Central, and then we we turned the ball over some in that in that state championship game and had a couple bounces go against us, and we just you know gave up too many big plays. And we you can't do that against really good football teams. And I think that. Uh, you know, we just got to stress finishing, you know, uh, you always, you know, you can't say it's a disappointing year when you make it to the state championship game, right? but you know, I, I want, I, you know, we're, we're in it to win state championships and, and, and build young men. I think that, you know, we're just, I think we're doing a great job of building young men. I, we've got great kids and, and they work tremendously hard. We just gotta, we just gotta find a way to put that first blue map in football in that trophy case at Auburn high school. Well, there's no doubt, Coach, that you've done a fantastic job with this program so far. And look, it's the biggest school in the state of Alabama now, which means you've got one of the biggest football programs in the state of Alabama. But you also are going to be kicking off this 2023 campaign with another pretty big program in the state of Alabama yeah. high school football, playing the Hoover Buccaneers on the road uh, for a non-region game tomorrow night. You can catch that broadcast over on our sister station, Wings 94.3. Scott Bagwell, Rob Payton, Jack Hutton will have the call pregame 6:30 and kick off at seven coach what can you tell us about hoover there's a they're a pretty good program now oh yeah they've, they've got a great football team wade has done a great job over there last year was his first year at hoover you know uh wade's won everywhere he's been at coach walter and I, uh you know he he's a class act you know so it's always good to play a really good team that you know they're going to be really well coached to start the year you know yet last year was a dog fight we, we went on a field goal toward the end of the game and, you know, get a stop right there to, to seal it. So um, just, you know, I, I expect the same thing this year. I expect a great football game. Uh, they've got some really good weapons, you know, offensively. Uh, defensively, they're very physical. Uh, the Bradley Shaw kid's probably one of the best linebackers I've seen in high school. Uh, he gets sideline to sideline and really tough, really physical kid. And I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a slobber knocker of a game going to be a physical game but I think two good football teams coach you've been doing this for a long time do you prefer to start out the year game one with a really tough opponent like Hoover or if you had your choice would you prefer to almost ease into the schedule as is if that's even a thing in 7a football no I, I want to I, 
you know, we want to play play good teams every night out. If we have non-region games, we want to play tough teams. A couple of years ago, we played IMG. Mm-hmm. You know, we played Hoover the last couple of years. You know, when I was at Leeds, we always played, you know, we played teams like Madison Academy with on Johnson, Malik Miller, all those cats. Um, we always want to play good football teams. I think that you even, – even in losses when you play against good football teams, you grow. You know, I think that you, you get to figure out where your weaknesses are. You get to figure out what you need to work on. You know, if you go out there and you beat somebody 50 to nothing that you're supposed to beat 50 to nothing, it's kind of hard to, to determine what you need to work on and things like that. The good thing about those type of games is you get those young guys in there and get them to play a little bit. But, you know, you kind of want to see where you're at. I love playing really good competition, you know, opening up because it gives you a gauge of where you're at and things you need to work on. And, and you know, we'll get to see that Friday night because I guarantee you Hoover Hoover's going to expose some things and, and hopefully we can do the same thing with them, you know, and uh, both teams will get better Friday night for, for the remainder of the season. Well, you better believe that uh, Hoover is going to be ready, but I know, uh, Coach Etheridge, that you will have your Auburn High guys ready to go as well. Coach Etheridge, head coach of Auburn High School football, joining us here on the show. He will be joining us every single week on game week throughout this fall. That'll be at 3 o'clock. Had to make it a little bit earlier today, but he'll be joining us at 3 o'clock every Thursday here on the show, previewing Auburn High's upcoming game throughout this football season. Uh, Coach, some of the games around uh, around that area have been moved back to kickoff times due to the heat and the heat advisory that is expected to be uh, there in Hoover in the Birmingham area your game not affected still kicking off at seven but how do you how do you expect your guys to respond to what's been a brutal summer here in Alabama yeah we've been in it all summer so (laughs) our guys our guys know what to expect and I think that um it's one of those things where we could move it back you know me and coach Walter talks about it we could move it back an hour um and the, the difference is like two degrees. So I, I yeah. think it's, we're, we're just going to add some, add some heat, heat timeouts to it and, and try to, try to get our guys in there and get them, get them hydrated and things like that during the, during the process and not, not push it back an hour because it would put us getting back, you know, one thirty two o'clock in the morning for Birmingham. Yeah, it's a long drive for you having to go to go there. And, yeah, if you push the game back, it's going to be a late night for you and your team. But, yes, pregame 630 over on Wings 94-3, kickoff at 7. Uh, Etheridge, before I let you go, tell us a few players that you expect to be impact players on both sides of the football for your squad this year. Uh, yeah, we've got um, a, lot of, a lot of great football players. And I think we, we have some really good players, um, but we're, we're more of a team type team type of thing you know we we do it by committee uh, of course Jackson Kilgore's got to play well our, our starting quarterback um he, he'll, he's had a great summer I expect big things from him our two running backs Tyler Flakes, Omar Madsen both of those kids are are phenomenal athletes and, and great football players up front uh we'll, we'll probably start three or four juniors and a, a senior and there may be another senior that starts but you know we'll we'll be Good there, Jalen Foster's the one senior that that's back on that offensive front. Really good athlete, plays center. Started 14 games for us last year. All state top kid. Really, really physical. Really, fat, you know, one of the best athletes I've ever coached on the offensive line. Um, you got uh, Deuce, which is a Keem White uh, interior on on our defense. Uh, 
We have uh, Pitts, Caleb Pitts is a kid that has D1 offers a defensive end. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of really, really good players. And, you know, at receiver, we got about six or seven guys who, who, who can really play uh, over on that side of the ball. Of course, you can't talk about receivers without talking about Ian Nation, who had over 1,000 yards receiving last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, we, should, we should be really good at that position in the secondary. Uh, of course, we got uh, Pete, uh, which is uh, Jalen Davis, who will probably be out this Friday. Um, he's got a, a foot injury, so we'll be playing without him. He's an all-state kid, so we've got a couple. You know, we got a couple guys banged up a little bit, um, but you know, we we tell our guys all the time: you're if you're if you're a guy that's backup, you're one play away from playing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, think. that's that's absolutely right. So I. I I expect big things. White Trexler is our, our one of our start middle linebackers. Him and Ty Ty Hudson, uh, those guys would be really good. And then we we have <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, Trey Webb is a, is a kid that um, is electric. He he will be a, a playmaker for us this year also. Well, it sounds like you've got some uh, some some serious athletes there, Coach, on your on your team this year for Auburn High School, making the trip to Hoover tomorrow uh, to take on the Hoover Buccaneers. Temperatures reaching near 100 degrees, uh, but should drop by by the time uh, the sun goes down, and hopefully, uh, should be a, a wonderful night uh, for high school football for a uh, Friday night. Auburn High School and Hoover tomorrow night to kick off the season. And you look down this schedule real quick, Coach, before I let you get out of here. Yes, you, you already no, mentioned. You mentioned some of those schools, Enterprise and and Ramsey and Opelika Central near, and you got to yeah. be on the road at Smith Station to end the year. There's just yeah. no week off in this in seven day football, yeah. especially in your region, man. There's not, and and the thing is, it prepares you for the playoffs because you know you got four weeks there, five weeks there that you have to be ready week in week out because you know it's winter go home, and we sort of feel like that during the season in our region, you know. You could, you know, you slip up and lose a couple games. Now you're right there on the bubble, and it's real easy to slip up and lose some in in our region. You know, you got to make sure that you you're really playing playing at your highest level. You know, every single week. Well, there's so many great teams in this in this state in this region, and 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 it's just so it's so much fun to watch all of the talent of players in this league and in this state. And so uh, coach, we, we appreciate your time and look forward to uh, talking with you every single week. Coach Etheridge of high or of Auburn high school football. He will join us at three o'clock every Thursday here on the show. Started off today at two o'clock, had to move it up a little bit, but we will be joining. uh, He'll be joining us at three o'clock every Thursday here on ESPN 1067. Well, coach, good luck to you and your team tomorrow. Uh, Safe travels to Hoover and back. And uh, we'll talk, to you next week thank you guys appreciate what y'all do for high school football god bless go tigers there you go appreciate it coach that is head coach Etheridge of auburn high school football joining us here on esp at 1067 again making the trip to hoover tomorrow to take on the buccaneers in game number one you can catch the radio broadcast over on our sister station wings 94.3 wings 94.3 fm.com uh, you can find it on the wings 94.3 app as well scott bagwell rob pape and jack Hutton will be on the call pregame 6.30 and kickoff at 7. We appreciate Coach. He'll join us every Thursday here on the show. So excited to uh, talk to him about that because, man, 7A football, 
I mean, it is it is the real deal in this state. If you if you are a high school football fan, you know what I'm talking about. And Auburn having to start on the road against Hoover, not an easy task uh, before coming home and playing Enterprise. Auburn High, by the way, only playing four home games this year. So uh, not really not a, a favorable schedule by any means. The Ramsey game was supposed to be home, ended up having to move that back to Ramsey, which is up in Birmingham. So um, Auburn High only getting four home games. They do play Opelika on the road, but again, you're still at Bulldog Stadium versus being over at Duck Sanford. So a tough schedule ahead for Auburn High, but we know the talent's there, and we know Coach Etheridge is uh, just a fantastic coach. So Coach, we appreciate your time and, and, and look forward to talking to him every single week. We'll take our break, first break of the show. Come back, have a little conversation. It's a busy one here on the show today. Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network joins us at 2.30. Chris Gordy will join us at 3.30, host of Locked on SEC. So sit back and relax. Lots of guests today here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. Welcome back inside the studio here at ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. How much fun was that, huh? Getting to talk with Auburn High's head football coach, Keith Edridge, uh, joining us here on the phones uh, here on a Thursday afternoon. Again, we're going to talk with with Coach Etheridge every single Thursday at 3 o'clock moving forward, okay? We're going to talk with him on the phones to start the second hour every single Thursday of game week uh, for Auburn High School as uh, Coach Etheridge will preview uh, the game ahead. He'll recap the game before, preview the game ahead uh, for Auburn High School and that's what he was doing just a moment ago, talking about their trip up to Hoover tomorrow to take on the Buccaneers. So should be a really, really fun game uh, for for the Tigers taking on the Bucks there in Hoover up in Birmingham. And so best of luck to them. Safe travels. Uh, hopefully they can stay hydrated. It's going to be hot, but once the sun goes down, it should be a little bit better out there. But you've heard some of the games in the state and, and some of the games up in Birmingham. Uh, the Thompson-Opelika game got moved back an hour to uh, 8 o'clock kick instead of 7 o'clock. But Auburn and Hoover, they're kicking off at 7. And Coach said, doesn't matter. We've been in it all summer. We're going to play regardless. So love to hear it. And uh, again, best of luck to them. Looking forward to the rest of football season on Thursday afternoons, talking with head coach Keith Etheridge. But phone lines are open for the next few minutes. If you got anything on your mind on a Thursday afternoon, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Coming up in just a few minutes, Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network will join us. Uh, he'll be our new Thursday 230 guest. So pretty much from here on out, folks, Thursdays are going to be really busy on the show. They're going to be really, really busy uh, with great guests pretty much from start to finish. And so uh, excited to be able to bring you that. I hope you enjoy these guests and their interviews and our conversations about football all season long. Uh, excited to uh, to bring you all of that. So Brad Law will be joining us at 2.30, coming up in just a few minutes to talk about uh, the first edition of Tiger Talk tonight with uh, Andy Burcham, Brad Law, head coach Hugh Freeze, uh, the AD John Cohen is going to be there, some players I think are going to show up, and some special guests as well. So Brad will be talking about that, plus previewing the Auburn football season coming up, maybe giving us some updates around Auburn athletics as well. So that'll be coming up in just a few minutes. Then 
In the second hour, Chris Gordy, our usual Thursday guest in the afternoons, the host of Locked on SEC, he'll join us on the phone lines as well. So really, really uh, amped up and pumped to talk to all of these guests on today's show and Thursdays moving forward. But got a few minutes before we talk to Brad. Um, And yesterday, if you were here, I went through and gave you my uh, gave you my rankings for the SEC football schedules in 2023 from toughest to easiest. And I want to know if you agree with any of these. I kind of had to go quickly through uh, the final few um, when it came to the toughest schedules. But man, when I was sitting down yesterday to make this list before the show, There are some really tough schedules in the SEC this year, and I think a lot of the schedules are really balanced, if you ask me. And later on in the show, we're going to take a deep dive into Auburn's schedule for 2023 because, guys, we're nine days away. Nine. That's it. We're nine days away from the start of Auburn football. Can you believe it? We're only two days away from the start of college football in general. I mean, it is here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here starting Saturday afternoon with a game overseas in Ireland. Should be a lot of fun. Notre Dame and Navy. So excited to have some football to watch this weekend. But yes, just nine days away from the start of Auburn football. But when you look at some of the schedules around the SEC this year, in the final year of what is the East and the West with with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the schedule next season, um, there are some teams that, think about this, okay, think about this. Think about a team like Georgia, who has benefited for years on playing in the SEC East. But on the flip side, think about a team like Alabama that's done what they've done regardless of being, or despite, I should say, despite being in the SEC West. They're still off winning games and win a national championship. So maybe it gets easier for a team like Alabama. Definitely gets easier for a team like Auburn. And it has to get harder for a team like Georgia, who in my rankings yesterday, they have the easiest schedule in 2023 in this conference. And it's really not even close. It's really not close. Just go look. It's terrible. They have two games all year. They play at Tennessee and at Auburn. Their third toughest games at home against South Carolina. So they will not be on the the, the benefiting side of schedules changing in 2024 and beyond with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. But the hardest schedule in the conference this year is the Florida Gators. And it's really not even close. I mean, it is so difficult for a team and a program and a second-year head coach that's trying to turn this thing around. And it's interesting because um, I've been watching Swamp Kings on Netflix. Have you been watching that? The Florida Gators documentary with Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow. Uh, Cam Newton makes a few appearances in there. That era of Florida football. It's interesting because year two was the deciding year for Urban Meyer when he turned the program around, when he changed the narratives and they did what they did by winning a national championship. Don't think that's going to happen with Billy Napier this season at Florida. Opening up at Utah, Tennessee in the third game, at Kentucky, at South Carolina, Georgia neutral site, at LSU. Then you got to play Florida State who's going to win the ACC. 
It's going to be a rough year for the Gators, man. going to be a rough year, and I hate it because I like Billy Napier. I've said that on this show. I like Billy Napier. I think he's a good coach. I think he inherited a bad situation at Florida. He inherited a really nasty situation that very, very few people could have turned around. And look, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope Florida has a good year. I hope Billy Napier has a good year. But with the hardest schedule in the SEC and a team that may not have the talent to compete, it's going to be rough, man. We'll talk about Auburn's schedule coming up in just a little bit, but stay tuned. Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network will join us on the phone lines when we come back. Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. And as I promised, we are joined on the phone lines by Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network, who is our new Thursday 2.30 guest. And we appreciate him and his time. Brad, good to talk to you. I know, look, it's busy here and I know it's busy for you guys at the Auburn Sports Network, man. So we appreciate your time. No, happy to do it, Jacob, and uh, we'll provide as an extra benefit. Uh, extra benefits are usually a no-no. Uh, just ask Tennessee or LSU here lately. But we can provide an extra benefit in this slot. Every now and then we'll give you car line updates from a couple of the elementary schools around town. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's an extra benefit. No, it is, uh, it's very busy. We have Tiger Talk tonight, which is our first show of the season. And that means that we're under single, or we're under double digits now, and just nine days away from kickoff on the plane. So, yeah, this is kind of what everybody gets jazzed up for. There's just something different in the air when you hit this mark on the countdown, the football season. Well, you mentioned the first Tiger Talk show that will be tonight. Uh, that'll be from 6 to 7. I know uh, it'll be you and Andy Burcham and Coach Hugh Freeze will make an appearance. The athletic director, John Cohen, making an appearance as well. Uh, some players and other special guests. And so, well, I know it's, uh, look, I know once you get through the first one, it seems like everything, you're running smooth and once everything goes well. And for those here uh, in Auburn, Opelika, if you uh, can't watch it online, you can tune in over on Wings 94.3. We'll be airing it live from 6 to 7. Uh, from our Fort Tiger talk, which will be tonight at the Football Performance Center, and then moving forward, right, Brad, it'll be at Baumhauer's. That's correct. Now, tonight tonight is not open to the public, uh, but we are open to the public when we are at Baumhauer's Victory Grill, and that'll start next Thursday night. And you mentioned Wings 94.3. We are really excited to um, invite people to listen there. That's where we want you to listen. Uh, flip over, listen on Wings 94.3. If you're not able to listen there, we do have the other options. Auburn just uh, relaunched its app. We're still working through a few things there, but it is a tremendous redesign. And, um, you're going to be able to listen to broadcasts there throughout the year. But, uh, but Wings 94.3 is, is uh, where we want people to listen, and we look forward to giving you a really good show tonight. We're going to have Jason Campbell drop by uh, the, the program tonight. He's coming in for, for the show and, and for the event. So 
yeah, we just want to try to kick this thing off right, man. People work really hard to uh, to kick off every season, and certainly the players and the coaches are, are working hard out there in the heat every day, and we just want to do them justice. The fans who pour so much into the program and who invest so much in Auburn, the community which invests so much in Auburn, we want to do everybody justice and uh, and bring it tonight for show number one. Well, we're looking forward to it, and I'm sure you are as well. Tiger Talk 6-7 to seven over on Wings 94.3. Uh, you can flip your radio dial over there right after the drive and tune in for that tonight. And so, Brad, you mentioned it already. We are single-digit days away from the start of Auburn football, just nine when Auburn will kick off the season for 2023 against UMass. What are your feelings personally about this Auburn football team, the, the, the energy level and the confidence of Brad Law? for Auburn football in 2023? I would say take this with a grain of sugar because I am, uh, I am that fan when it comes to projecting the team. I will find a reason why every team will go 12-0 every <laughs> year, and it doesn't, matter, like, it doesn't matter what happened the year before. I was, you know, I was in 2013. I was telling people, oh, better look out because if this falls and this falls and this falls, the team could be dangerous. And it's not because I knew anything. I do this every year. So with that said, um, I really like this offensive line. I think it has been retooled and rebuilt, and I think there's talent and depth there. I think the emergence of, of too tall, Isaiah Miller from the JUCO ranks and Coach Free saying that they can't keep him off the field allows you to move somebody else. It allows you to move a, a Gunner Britton, and you've got Dylan Wade who's in, and these guys are, you know, these are established offensive linemen at the D1 level. I understand they weren't at this, in the Southeastern Conference, but they're established linemen at the D1 level. And, Jacob, I, I see a lot of similarities to 2017 with this offense. Okay. Um, you know, maybe not one standout uh, that dude, so to speak, at wide receiver, but I think you have options there, different guys who can make plays on any given week. Maybe there's no Ryan Davis, but I think you can spread out what – you know, what is available to you. I love the running back room. I think it's the deepest running back room Auburn has had in a long time. And then specifically that offensive line, uh, 2017, you had Austin Golson, who was a transfer from Ole Miss, who could play multiple positions on the line. You also had Casey Dunn, who was a grad transfer from Jacksonville State, who could play center or the interior guard positions. And throughout that year, Auburn had injuries up front. They had to shift some things around. And because they had the versatility, they were able to move guys around without losing a whole lot. And, in fact, not only did they not lose a whole lot, but by the end of the season, their, trans, their D1 transfer quarterback, their established D1 transfer quarterback, completed 75% of his passes over the final month of the regular season. Um, the line had gelled to the point that they were able to execute and provide time to, to execute at that level. So, you know, I, I just I see a lot of similarities in the makeup of that offensive line and this offensive line. Is there a Braden Smith on this offensive line? I don't know. Are there a couple of guys who can play in the NFL? Yeah, I think there are. And so uh, if you have that up front, that's your basic foundational building block. They have an experienced center in Avery Jones, an SEC experienced center there. That starts the whole thing. Um so, yeah, I'm, I'm high on this offensive line and, therefore, 
eye on what this team can accomplish. Well, that's just uh, music to Auburn fans' ears to hear people come on this show and, and hype up the offensive line because we know it's just been a struggle for uh, for years and years and years for Auburn football. But, Brad, it's interesting you bring up that 2017 team because I had a question on the show the other day. If I had to make a comparison about Peyton Thorne, who would I compare him to in former Auburn quarterbacks? And, Brad, I said Jared Stidham, and I think that falls right in line with what you're talking about with that 2017 team. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there are a lot of similarities there. I think he has an accurate arm, and when he's benefited by a good running game, like most quarterbacks, um, his accuracy is better. His productivity is better. It's interesting, if you look at Jarrett 2017, Jarrett 2018, compare those stats side-by-side, not with each other, but by Peyton Thorne's 2021 and 2022 at Michigan State. They both experienced a little bit of a similar drop-off from year one to year two at those schools. Well, what's the common factor there? I mean, I think both offensive lines were better. Both running games were better as a result of the offensive line uh, in 2017 at Auburn and in 21 at Michigan State. So it's all connected. If, If the offensive line play is improved, then I think Peyton is accurate enough when given time to make uh, intermediate throws to make throw to, to the deep shoulder the uh, I'm sorry the back shoulder throw um, fades in the end zone I think all of that is in the arsenal um, and I think he's capable enough he's not Malik Willis he's not Chad Kelly he's not Robbie Ashford with his feet but he's athletic enough you know Jared Stidham wasn't Robbie Ashford or Malik mm-hmm. Willis or any of those guys but he was capable enough to make plays uh, in the running game, and I think I think it's an excellent comparison, uh, Peyton Thorne to Jared Stidham. Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network joining us here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. He'll be with us every Thursday at 2.30. Brad, when you look at the schedule for Auburn football, I've had a lot of schedule conversations over the last few days. Auburn kicking off the season, of course, against UMass before making yep. a trip out to Cal, back home for Sanford, and then you hit the gauntlet of on the road at A&M, back yeah. for Georgia, on the road at LSU. How important is it for Auburn to get off to a hot start in these first three games, which includes that tricky game on the road at Cal. Yeah, get off to a good start. Um, get the running, establish the running game because defense and running the ball travel. Defense and a ground game travel better than a, a solid passing game, I think, or that's been the adage anyway. College football changes a little bit every year, but I mean, I, I think that still mainly holds true. I do think you're going to answer questions offensive or defensively. Can you stop the run? Um, can you, you know, contain the edges? Can you? Maybe we talk about coverage sacks, and I think you'll see more coverage sacks than just explosive D-line play or, or Jack linebacker play sacks this year because I'm, I'm high on the secondary. I like the talent and the depth there, and you have to have both. Uh, so, you know, can those guys cover long enough to allow uh, those defensive linemen to get in the backfield to create pressure? I think that's rather than starting up front working back, I think it'll start on the back end and work up front. And I think those first three games, with all due respect to Cal and and certainly to UMass and Sanford, um, I think those games allow you to do that. So you can set your rotations, you can build confidence, you can learn from mistakes, learn a little bit of what to do, but also learn a little bit of what not to do by the time you go to College Station and what is a really pivotal, especially if Auburn takes care of business the way that we think it should the first three games, that becomes a pivotal 
early season matchup for both teams. And any year where Auburn fans are happy at the end of the year, typically there's been an early season test. More often than not, it's on the road where the team learns a lot about itself and, and you know they learn how to get over the hump early in the season. And I think A&M provides that opportunity. Well, you got to think, too, if, if Auburn takes care of business in, in the first three weeks and is, can find a way to win that game on the road at Texas A&M, it would set up, Brad, what we would think, a top 25 matchup when Georgia comes to town. Auburn starts the season 4-0, including road wins at Cal and College Station. Uh, look out. Look out. The, the lights need to be flashing and red flags need to be going off or maybe orange and blue flags need to be going off everywhere else in the SEC in the country because uh, if Auburn starts 4-0, it will be the announcement that it's a problem for other teams this year. And it's fun to think about this and project, right? Coaches can't do it. Coaches and players can't afford to look ahead, but fans can. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being positive. Doesn't hurt anybody at all to be positive about what the team's going to do on August 24th. Yes, if this team starts 4-0, can you imagine the environment at Jordan-Hare on September 30th when Georgia comes to town. Yeah, it'll be 2.30 in the afternoon in all likelihood instead of the 8.15 kickoff, but that won't matter. This place will be up for grabs, and I hope we get to experience it. Well, it's setting up to be an exciting and much different 2023 season for Auburn football, and we're excited about it, and I know that you and everybody at the Auburn Sports Network is as well. Brad Law joining us here on ESPN 106.7. I know you got to get out of here, so plug everything you got going on, including Tiger Talk tonight as we get closer and closer to the start of the Auburn football season. No question, Jacob. I appreciate it. Tiger Talk tonight uh, all across the Auburn Sports Network. Of course, here locally, that's Wings 94.3. I was here when Wings 94.3 launched. Like, I went out with signs and held them up at the corner of Heisman Drive and Donahue uh, for Wings 94.3 when the station launched. How about that? It's exciting to be back on there tonight with Tiger Talk at 6 o'clock, live at Baumhauer's Victory Grill next Thursday at 6. And I'll just tell you this, you want to go ahead and make those plans early and uh, get to the restaurant early next Thursday because it's going to be some kind of time that, uh, that, that we have uh, you can follow me on Twitter, AUBradLaw. I've also started a, a daily or well, four times a week uh, video podcast with Zach Blackerby, friend of the station. We know that. Yep. Uh, that is Village Vice. We invite you to uh, check that out. Subscribe to us there. and We'll be talking Auburn four times a week there as well. Well, excellent. I'm, look, I know you're busy, man. I know there's a lot going on. Go pick up the kids and drop them off and get ready for Tiger Talk tonight, Brad. And we'll talk to you. I'll see you tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. Great. That sounds good, Jacob. Thank you. War Eagle. Yep, appreciate the call. That is Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network, who is getting ready for Tiger Talk Episode 1 tonight. It is a private event closed uh, to the public this week. It'll be uh, held tonight. But then moving forward, starting next Thursday before the game uh, against UMass on Thursday, live at Baumhauer's. And so uh, looking forward to that. Like Brad said, it's going to be a huge turnout. Believe me, it's going to be a big turnout every single week for Tiger Talk with head coach Hugh Freeze, voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, Brad Law, Jacob Hillman, all those guys from the Auburn Sports Network. But if you can't ever make it out there, tune in like we plugged multiple times over on Wings 94.3, 94.3 on your radio dial. Be sure you're tuning in for that for Tiger Talk starting tonight, 6 to 7 p.m. as they preview the season ahead for 2023. And big thank you to uh, Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network. He'll be our regular 2.30 guest here on the 
the show every single week. We'll take our final break, come back, wrap up what's been a busy hour number one, and then we'll get into hour number two as it's all coming up here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Got a few more minutes here in hour number one on the Thursday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. Been a crazy hour number one. Look, I told you it was going to be that way. Um, And moving forward in the future throughout football season that's sort of how hour number two is going to go um if you missed any of this first hour uh wrapping up it up here over the next few minutes started off the show today uh with auburn high school head football coach keith etheridge uh he joined us on the phone lines right at two o'clock to uh talk about auburn high school football they're getting ready to travel to hoover tomorrow to take on the hoover bucks in their first game of the season so he will join us every thursday uh it was at two o'clock today but moving forward he will join us at three o'clock every single thursday on game week so starting next week it'll be the coming up segment here on the show but he joined us in this first hour. Uh, it's always a, a pleasure to talk to him. He's a very high-energy guy, so much fun and energy with him, and so much passion right, for Auburn High School football and, and a team and a program looking to really looking to rebound and respond, if you will, after going all the way to the state championship game. You get to beat Central in the semifinals, and you go and take on Thompson over at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It was a full lower bowl of the stadium. The, the crowd there for both Thompson and Auburn High was really one of the best crowds I've ever seen for a high school football game. And, uh, yeah, Auburn just... Look, Auburn just got beat, man. They just got beat last year in the state championship game Auburn High School did. Thompson was a really good team. They had an eighth-grade phenom at quarterback who is now a freshman who uh, is just so talented. And so, look, it was a tough game last year, but I don't think uh, Coach Etheridge or this Auburn High School team uh, are, are super worried about it. New year, new team, and a new focus, right? A new focus to get back to the state championship. So we appreciate Coach Etheridge and all of his time that we're going to get throughout this football season. Also appreciate Brad Law, who is with the Auburn Sports Network, joining us on the phone lines as well. He'll join us every single Thursday at 2.30, uh, previewing Tiger Talk that's upcoming, which will start tonight over on Wings 94.3, and then uh, previewing the game coming up as well for that week for Auburn football so we appreciate Brad and his time as well. Here's what's coming up in hour number two. You're going to get a little bit of me, right? The first few segments, you'll get to hear me. So if you're a fan, you're, you're cheering maybe. And if not, then uh, maybe, you'll, maybe you're not. But Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast, will join us in the second hour as well, like he does every single Thursday. We'll talk all things SEC football. We have SEC football this weekend. We have Vanderbilt playing this weekend. And some of you just kind of rolled your eyes at me right now. But... Vanderbilt does play this weekend. Uh, We have SEC football late next week. There's a couple SEC teams playing on Thursday. I know Missouri opens up their play. Florida, Utah is next Thursday, a week from tonight. Kind of crazy. I keep forgetting for some reason that that game is on Thursday night. Like I just, I don't know. I keep forgetting that's on a Thursday night, but I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. So uh, Chris and I, we're going to talk updates from around fall practices in the SEC. Let's see if he's got a, a, an opinion about Auburn's starting quarterback, whoever 
uh, Alabama starting quarterback is going to be. We now know that Carson Beck is the starting quarterback at Georgia, plus any other maybe injury updates and guys that are missing time uh, in the SEC for week one. So that's coming up in hour number two as well with Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, the podcast. Go check it out. He does a fantastic job with that. And uh, we're going to take a deep dive into Auburn's football schedule coming up in this second hour because talked a little bit about it there with Brad, but there's some games on this schedule for Auburn that if you win could really make the season but if you lose it could absolutely break the season so that's what's coming up here in hour number two on the Thursday edition of on the line phone lines are open if you want to give me a call I know it's been a little hectic but I do want to hear from you 334-321-1390 a busy hour number two here on the Thursday edition of on the line continues coming up at hour number two ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway here in hour number two on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. My name is Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. If you missed any of the first hour of today's show, it was a jam-packed show. Let me tell you that, a jam-packed hour, if you will. Uh, It was very, very fun. Flew by uh, with a couple of guests. We started the show with... Coach Keith Etheridge, the head football coach for Auburn High School, joined us on the phone lines right at the start of the show today uh, to talk about Auburn High football as they get ready to travel to Hoover to take on the Buccaneers in game one of their 2023 campaign and what is going to be a tough slate for the Auburn Tigers this season, the Auburn High School Tigers, that is, uh, for their 2023 season. So we appreciate Coach Etheridge and his time. He will join us every Thursday on the show at this time slot so right now he is going to be joining us moving forward at three o'clock every single week uh we we he was able to do it at two o'clock today but it'll be three o'clock moving forward so every thursday at this time right now we'll be talking with auburn high school's head football coach keith etheridge so uh previewing the game coming up and recapping the game before and so uh, if you missed any of that conversation or my interview with brad law from the auburn sports network he will be joining us 
every Thursday at 2.30. So that's a new guest, and he'll be joining us all through the Auburn Athletic seasons with as he is such a big role for the Auburn Sports Network. So that'll be Thursdays at 2.30 as well. Talk to him about Tiger Talk debuting tonight and what is exciting him about this Auburn football season and this Auburn football team in 2023. So if you missed any of that from the first hour, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it one of two ways. ESPNAU.com is the easiest way to find it. Uh, You can just click on the podcast center. It'll be uploaded commercial free right after the show. Or you can just search on the line wherever you get your podcast and, again, upload a commercial free right after the show today. So that's what happened in hour number one. Here's what's coming up in this second hour, though. I'm going to look at Auburn's football schedule because yesterday I gave you my schedule rankings for the SEC in 2023, 1 through 14, toughest to easiest. I put Auburn at fifth, okay? I put Auburn at fifth, and I think that's pretty respectable especially given the fact that this is a easier schedule than Auburn's had in the past. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it's easier, right, for Auburn. So I want to take a dive into this schedule and sort of look at this thing and where there are multiple, and I mean multiple, turning points in the season in this schedule. So want to take a dive into that because we are nine days away. Okay, nine days away from the start of Auburn football. How exciting is that? How excited are you for this Auburn football season? Where's a, where's a spot on this schedule that maybe worries you? Is there a game that you're just overly confident in before the season starts? Or maybe uh, where is the turning point in this schedule in your mind for 2023? Because the phone lines are open. And and look, the first hour was busy, but I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We're going to talk about that for the next 30 minutes before we have Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast, who will join us at 3.30 like he does every single Thursday here on the show. So until Until then, give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Have some fun on a Thursday afternoon. 334-321-1390. Well, you look at this schedule for Auburn in 2023, and we know that there are some teams on here that are really, really good, right? Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, if they decide they want to figure it out. But when you look at the non-conference schedule, there are two teams on here that believe it or not, ESPN actually named two of these teams in the bottom 10 of college football. Literally 10 of the worst teams in college football, Auburn plays two of them. The worst one, according to ESPN, is UMass. They have UMass, and look, no disrespect to them, but they're not a good team, okay? They just don't have the talent. And so, according to ESPN, Auburn's opening game is against the worst team in the country. So you shouldn't have to stress about that. The other team is New Mexico State, the team that you play after Arkansas and before the Iron Bowl against Alabama. So that should make you feel good a little bit if you're an Auburn fan, is you're not playing teams like Tulane and UAB, teams that can actually, or Appalachian State, right? Teams that can actually beat SEC squads if they show up and play for four quarters. So that should make you feel a little better about it. I want to look through this entire schedule and look at some of the focal points, turning points, impact games that Auburn will have to show up and play and what a win and loss would do for the Tigers in 2023. But before we do that, I want to get to the phone lines for the first time today. 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? 
Hey, this is Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you, man? Doing well. How are you? Doing fantastic. What's up? Hey, so I'm, uh, I just wanted to call and, I guess, make a comment on one game I think that I'm pretty confident about that I think we're not really getting a lot of credit for, I guess, nationally on. And I think the Ole Miss game, I think there's a lot going on there with, you know, the Hugh Freeze thing, the Lane Gibson thing, mm-hmm. you know, the offseason. Um for Auburn, I think that all kind of really displays in Auburn's favor. If it was if it was in Oxford, I think it'd probably be a game where I'd be like, ah, we're probably going to lose that game. Right. Yeah, so yeah. With it, with it. Auburn this mm-hmm. year, I think that I think it could uh, really be a big swing game for us. I mean, I think that's the difference in kind of going two and two and six in conference and going maybe four and four. Yeah, well, I'm glad you called in about that game because that's actually one of the one of the games I was going to highlight in this segment is that Ole Miss game, and you're you're exactly right. There are so many storylines going into that game where, of course, Auburn hires Hugh Freeze, who used to be at Ole Miss. Auburn almost hired Lane Kiffin, who is still at Ole Miss. I mean, those are going to be the two massive headlines. Um, I'm absolutely with you, Matt. If if this game was being played in Oxford. I would be worried about it. And look, we're talking before the season. We don't know what either team's going to be. But I would still be worried about it if Auburn had to go to Oxford because look at where that game falls in the schedule. That's after you play a road game at Texas A&M, a home game versus Georgia, and a road game versus LSU. Now you have a bye week squeezed in there, but those are three tough games in a row before you play Ole Miss. So the fact that you at least get them at home against in Jordan-Hare Stadium is a huge, huge benefit. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen, man. Have yep, appreciate the call, Matt. Good to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'd love to hear from any of our other listeners as well. Is there a game on this schedule that you're confident about, a game that you're worried about, a game that you think Auburn maybe has to win this season? What's a game where it falls in the schedule? I think that's an important part of this conversation because, look, it's still preseason. We don't know what any of these teams look like. Ole Miss may be terrible. Auburn may be terrible, right? You just never know. But given where the game falls in the schedule, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have now that we're just nine days away from the start of the season. Let's get back to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, this is Shane. Hey, Shane. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Do- doing good, man. It's been busy, but we're having a we're having a blast here on a Thursday. There you go. Um, just a couple of things. I don't really have a favorite game for this coming season. I think number one, which is going to be, you know, you might not, most people might not think it, but I think just the UMass game is the first game uh, of yeah. the freeze era. And uh, I'm just excited to see what everybody looks like. And this is a good game that we will most likely get to see second string and third string. So we're going to get to see probably all three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, all the running backs, you know, back up this and that. So um, that's what I'm most likely, you know, most excited about, I think. So I can get to know some of these names because it's 
because it's a lot of turnover. So I don't really know most of the names out there right now. Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's a lot of turnover, and you're absolutely right, Shane. The UMass game will be a perfect opportunity, and, and look, Sanford as well, right? For you to to yeah. see these guys and, and see the depth on this team, because I think that's something that exists now, which is crazy. I know, but um, look, UMass yeah. is UMass is not a good team, man. So you're going to see a right. lot of fresh faces on on Saturday, September second, when UMass comes to town. I'm just excited to get it started to that first game. Whoever it was going to be. Right, 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 right. Um, Then I I would say, you know, because of the Lane Kiffin issue, the situation, I kind of think that game might be up there because I think we want to win, and I think they want to win that game, you know, just just for bragging rights. Hey, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, you know. We have the right coach, right? (laughs) We we have the better coach. We chose right. We chose correctly. Mm -hmm. and, And then, yeah. All that, but uh, another another uh, topic. Uh, Chris Gordy, that the, your guy that comes on every 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 so often, mm-hmm. he's not really high on Auburn. I, I don't know if you know that or not, but other shows that that he's on, he is he's pretty down on Auburn. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, Chris is a great guest, and he'll be on with me and coming up at three thirty. And you know, Chris is is going to tell you what he thinks, and I really respect that. It's the reason I have him on. But no, he's not extremely high on Auburn, and I think he's just sort of waiting to see what Auburn is, which is what a lot of people outside of Auburn are doing. Now, Chris covers the SEC, so he has his foot in Auburn and knows what's going on, but I think he's just sort of waiting to see what Auburn's going to be. I mean, is Peyton Thorne going to be a good quarterback here? Does Auburn have the offensive line? Can Hugh Freeze coach up this team, and can the defense do what they need to do? I mean, I think for Chris, and I don't want to speak for him full, but I think a lot of people are just truly waiting to see what Auburn actually is. Yeah, yeah, I, and I can, I, I can get that, I guess. But, but you know, for like last year, for like LSU, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't play the game, and uh, people were pretty, were, were they weren't picking them last, and, and all this. Oh, on, an, on another note, there's a there's a, a whole bunch of uh, Alabama fandom, uh, not all. Obviously, but uh, some some uh, other radio shows are more red based, let's just say. And um, they, they uh, there is this 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 horrible thing that's happening in that they're not getting picked to to, to win the West. And it's, oh, it's, it's terrible! A oh, and it is so terrible. <laughs> and like they're talking, the whole nation is talking bad about Alabama because they they're picked LSU to to, to win it. Can you believe that? Is is that's that's what I'm getting? And it's it is it's crazy. That how di- how disrespectful they don't pick Alabama, dis- right? Not, I mean, is it not for the 14th in a row, right? I mean, right, right. In a row, it, it's 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 a little funny, but you know they deserve it. They they get to they get to that's right be like that. They, that's right. They're on top till they're not. Then then I guess they can they got those bragging rights, but. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Yeah. 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 Appreciate the call, Shane. Good to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Reality is a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And when 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 you're flying high and everything's going great and, and everybody's celebrating you and you're winning and getting and earning that celebration, everything is great. But then at the first sign of trouble and the first sign of reality that starts to sneak in. Seems like a lot of fans aren't okay with that, and Alabama's not the only place that happens. Let me just say that, too. Alabama's not the only place that that happens. But, yeah, I mean, how dare national media 
and SEC media and people that talk about the Southeastern Conference not just put all of their chips on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's get to the phone lines once again. 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's K-Bag. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fine. Just want to state the obvious for your games you're interested for and curious about. Yeah. And got to win. Got to win the cow game. Yep. Can't, can't go all the way out there late at night, get back on Sunday morning about 8 a.m. with a loss. Can't do that. Can't do that. And the one I'm most interested in is the A&M game. There's a lot of question okay. marks about, about both programs. You know, Jimbo sitting there grasping his straws with the hire of Bobby Petrino. It just mm-hmm. reeks of desperation. You know, it's going to be Auburn's first true test, you know, from an environment standpoint. Not expecting a sellout out there in Cal at all. Very well, Auburn fans might be a third of the of the contingent out there in, you know, in the stadium. But that A&M game is going to be the first true test for Auburn. And I think we'll have a good look at what A&M has that come out of Miami on week two. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on with both of those. I think the Cal game, you know... <laughs> it's a tough I've said this so many times right it's a weird game it's a weird game to be playing in the second week of the season where you're going across the country it's a road game in week two and they're not a good team but it's 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 like you said it's weird on a on a multitude of factors Mm -hmm. one just being the opponent how in the world we decide to schedule Cal amongst all this is kind of interesting. But yeah, I'm with you on that. If, you, if you're going to schedule a, a, you know, what I what I would call to be a former Pac-12 uh, team, you know, <laughs> you might as well you might as well pick one that ain't doing so good and who's never been very good. Even back in the Marshawn Lynch and, and Aaron Rodgers days, they they weren't a whole lot to write home about. Right, right. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to that early road test that, that I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to if we can all just keep keep our equilibrium about us and stay up late enough we'll have a good idea that's right thanks for taking my call yeah appreciate the call it's great to hear from you 334-321-1390 he brought up the texas a&m game and that's where i want to leave off and pick up when we come back because that is a massive game for auburn in 2023 already talked a little bit about old miss i want to talk about that texas a&m game because that is where that game is not make or break this season i don't think But it's very, very, very important for Auburn. Win or lose, it's a very crucial game. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Thursday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. All right, let's keep talking a little bit about Auburn's football schedule in 2023. Uh, Looking at the games, and we've had some great calls here in this second hour, um, talking about games that people are excited about, games that people are maybe worried about, uh, games that you have circled on the schedule for 2023 for Auburn that are crucial games in the season. And there's two, in my opinion, that are really 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 important you can name a few and and I'll talk about some other ones but there's two that have already been named that are massively important for Auburn the first one that comes up on the schedule and let me say this I agree with the fact that the game against Cal in week two is extremely important it is it's very important because it's a game you should win right if if Cal was coming to Auburn 
we would have no worries about it. No stress about it at all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried about it at all. If, if California was coming to Auburn, they're a bad team, it's a down program, and they were having to travel across the country to come and play in Jordan-Hare Stadium's environment on a night game, yeah, I wouldn't have zero worries about it. But as we were just talking about, there's so many different things that it just makes the game weird. It's a gross game. It really is. It's a gross game for Auburn. But you got to go and take care of business. You've got that with the UMass and the Sanford games that sandwich that. And your first big test is on the road at Texas A&M. That's the first big test of the season. And it's the first big road game. I don't consider Cal a road game. It's just a long road game. But the Texas A&M game is huge. It's the first time in the year you're playing an SEC squad. You're playing in what's going to be a very hyped-up environment. It's too early in the season for A&M fans to have given up just yet. And so they're going to be ready to go. And Jimbo Fisher is going to have his team ready. And we've seen in years past, Brad Law was talking about it early on or earlier in the show, how Auburn seems to have better success in a season when they get an early season win, an early statement win. This game against Texas A&M would be it. And a win here would really propel you and turn you into the right direction because then Georgia comes to town. And I think Auburn would be a top 25 team, as well as Georgia, when they came to Jordan-Hare Stadium if Auburn goes to Aggieland and gets that win. Now, if Auburn loses that game, then you're really starting off a tough stretch of the season where you have to go at Texas A&M, if you lose this game, then Georgia, then at LSU, then the other turning point of the season, the other very crucial game, when Ole Miss makes a trip to the Plains. Let's get to the phone lines again, 334-321-1390. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Jay, this is Terry. Hey, Terry. What's up, man? Not much. The California game is extra important for me anyway. Yeah. Just simply based on the fact the way Harsh has been running his mouth, that's the kind of game he would love to see Auburn lose. <laughs> you think so? And and Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He ain't going to resist to pop his chops. I can promise you that. I'll be surprised if Brian Harson ever watches another Auburn football game in his life, Terry. Well, he's a West Coast guy. I don't think it matters. No, well, well, it probably does to him. You know, um, he said the, the money. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that matters to him. But I just don't – if it were me, if I were Brian Harson. You came in, you did a terrible job, you, you got you didn't get the you got the short end of the stick, let's just put it that way. You didn't do a good job, you didn't he get the short end of the stick. Well, there you go. He didn't get treated the best, his family didn't get treated the best, I think we can say that. It was just a nasty situation, and if I'm Brian Harson, I take my $15 million and I never want anything to do with the, free, with the previous university ever again, I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I'm just making the point. Don't don't think for a minute he wouldn't resist the chance to pop his chops a little bit to see Auburn lose to a West Coast team. And, and if he does, uh, let, let him, I guess. Right? Yeah, he's going to say what he's going to say. I, I'm, you know, I I, I think it's fun sometimes to see what ex coaches say. But yeah. let's be honest. Uh, what what kind of shape would Auburn be in right now? Would there be this kind of excitement leading into a season if he was the coach? No, if he was still the coach for whatever reason, I would be worried that Auburn truly was going to lose this game at Cal on the road, Terry. So he brought in. He, he they went out and got Peyton Thorne. He went out and bought KJ Finley in the game. Yeah, look, he's a wonderful guy, and 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 he made great things in life. But a SEC quarterback, he is not. 
Well, tell me this, Terry. If if for some reason Brian Harson had held on to his job and he was still the head coach, would Auburn have sold out season tickets against or, uh, sold out more season tickets than they ever had before? But would they no have way. sold out game tickets for UMass because Auburn has sold out? There are no more tickets available through Auburn for the game against UMass. Absolutely not. And since I'm a resident down here in the Auburn area now, it's going to be entertaining. And uh, I see what all the people talk about. I dealt with it in Talladega with race weekend, but here it's a whole semester, right? Yep, you better believe it. It's a whole semester. <laughs> it's uh, what, what takes 10 minutes in the drive-thru takes 20. Why do, why, why do they call it drive throughs I never know. So it's a drive and stop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's drive and stop and a whole lot of sitting. <laughs> Right. Take care, Jacob. Appreciate it, Terry. Great to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, will join us coming up in just a few minutes. So we're going to go ahead and close the phone lines. But I talked about that Texas A&M game. And the other one is the Ole Miss game. Because those are the two that really the, – the A&M game starts a brutal stretch for Auburn. But then the Ole Miss game is a chance at revival, if you will. Because let's just be honest, okay – Let's look at this from a, from a bird's-eye view, from a non-Auburn perspective. Auburn will not be favored against Texas A&M. They will not be favored against Georgia. They will not be favored against LSU and Baton Rouge. What does that mean? It means you're not supposed to win. Auburn's not supposed to win those games. And so let's say that it happens. Let's say that Auburn goes 0-3 in that stretch, and after your easy, right, your easy, relaxed 3-0 start, you drop three in a row, the Ole Miss game is a really good time for you to re-energize the fan base, right? to re-energize your football team, motivate your football team, and kickstart what is an easier, much easier, back half to the schedule. Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, a road trip to Vanderbilt where I think Auburn fans will show up and show out. There's a huge Auburn fan base in Nashville, and it's a Six-hour drive from here. On the road at Arkansas, home against New Mexico State, and home against Alabama. If you can find a way, if you lose those three games in a row, to win against Ole Miss, that can start a really, really good stretch and build a lot of momentum going into the Iron Bowl, and then you just never know what's going to happen. right? You never know what's going to happen in that, in that moment, in that game, in that time. So... Texas A&M and Ole Miss are the two games for me in 2023. I'm not saying Auburn has to win, but you got to play well. And if you go 0-3 in those games, yeah, I think Ole Miss would be a must win for Hugh Freeze, for Auburn, and for the state of Alabama. When we come back, Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC. He joins us every Thursday. We'll get him on the phone lines. Maybe we'll talk to him about his, his – uh, Hatred for Auburn football. I'm just kidding. We'll talk to him about Auburn and all the teams in the SEC coming up here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 
We've got 30 more minutes here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back here on ESPN 1067. I'm Jacob Goins, and we are joined by Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast. He joins us every Thursday at 3.30. Chris, happy Thursday, man. I hope you're doing well. It is finally, finally here. College football kicks off this weekend, man. It does, but let's let's temper it a little bit. I mean, Notre Dame, oh, Navy, no. Sandy, Hawaii. It's not it's not that exciting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's football, but like, look, I was the same way a couple of Thursdays ago when we were like, preseason NFL is back, baby. And about five minutes into the Hall of Fame game, I went, all right, let's can we get to some real football? <laughs> this sucks. So yeah, it, it is by definition real football. The games count, but man, like. We can't get one kind of, like, marquee matchup. I mean, we'll see how good Navy is, but they're about a 20-and-a-half-point underdog to Notre Dame in Dublin on their home turf. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's football, but, you know, ne- next week is going to be the, the, the main course. You're telling me that Locked on SEC's episode tomorrow is not a one-hour breakdown of Vanderbilt, Hawaii? Okay, so actually today's episode has about a 20-minute breakdown of Andy Hawaii. Okay. Allegretta. Andrew Allegretta, he's the voice of Vanderbilt, and he gets it. He knows where Vandy is, and we, we talk common sense about it. I said, look, I'm not wanting to get into their five deep and you know, who's the third string tight end and stuff like that, but we kind of came at it from a casual approach of what to watch for in Vandy, Hawaii. So, yeah, it is on today's episode. We actually did dispel a rumor at the end of it. You know, these the stupid Internet trolls that were putting out rumors that Vandy was going to be playing their games in a high school stadium. They are playing at First Bank Stadium. They are they are playing at home. There's construction being done in the end zones, but all that's kind of being put away for now, and the stadium's going to be fine. Everybody was taking these pictures like, oh, my God, Vanderbilt, their season starts. And what Andrew said was everybody made fun of Vanderbilt for years because they didn't have the resources. He goes, we raised about $4 million for uh, stadium improvements. We start getting improvements going, and then everybody's complaining, throwing, you know, throwing Vandy under the bus going, how dare you? Ha, 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 you can't even get your field ready. It's like, well, guys. You're just going to make fun of us no matter what we do. So that's right. Like, kudos to Vandy. They're, they're trying to get to the 21st century. Clark Lee's uh, getting better and better. They beat uh, Florida and Kentucky last year. So, so I think I think Vandy's no longer the laughing stock of like you can just take them lightly. Like if you do, they will sneak up and beat you like they did to Florida and, and uh, Kentucky last year. Well, I agree with you, man. Look, it, it seems like it's a lose-lose situation at Vanderbilt, but. I have Vanderbilt making a bowl game this year, Chris, and you can't make a bowl game if you don't start off with a win against Hawaii in week one. So that's one of the games going on in week zero. You talked about Notre Dame and uh, Navy this weekend, but most of college football getting kicked off next weekend, nine days from now, and even sooner than that when Florida takes on Utah. But Chris, let's get some updates from what's going on around the SEC. What can you tell us are the biggest updates as fall camps have pretty much wrapped up and uh, regular season practices have begun in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, well, we, we're getting a lot of the, the starting quarterback announcements out of the way. Um, you know, the last two we're really down to are, are Alabama and uh, and Ole Miss. You know, A and M hasn't technically done it yet. I've been told by my A and M buddies it's either going to happen going into this weekend or Monday morning coming out of the weekend. Jimbo Fisher will announce Connor Wegman is, is going to be the starter there. No big surprise there. Uh, Lane may not. Event, you know, may not officially announce Jackson Dart as a starter, but I expect he's going to be the first quarterback to come out on the field in week one next week. Um, you know, I think they may still play Spencer Sanders a little. We'll see what happens. But I think that's Jackson Dart's job. 
And then uh, Alabama's the big one. And if you read between the lines, everything we've been hearing the last week or so, it is that we are going to hear or see Jalen Milrow take the first snap against Middle Tennessee State. They're going to play Ty Simpson, but Jalen Milrow is going to be the first guy out there. And if he stinks, if he throws interceptions and looks bad, they're going to roll with Ty Simpson. And if he plays well, that'll be your starter going into week two against Texas. But uh, from what I've heard, Milrow has kind of looked like the better quarterback here as of late. Tyler Buckley's been out of the race. And uh, you know, I think Nick Saban said as much the other day. He said, yeah, look, we're going to, we're going to have a quarterback come out first against Middle Tennessee, but that doesn't mean anything about who's QB1 and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Bama's still very much in flux, but you know, I, I still like to think of it from a perspective. Like, I think, think Jalen Miller can be very good, and if he's very good, then um, you know, Alabama's going to be really good this year. They're going to be undefeated, and they're going to be laughing at everybody that was picking you know, Alabama to finish with three losses this year. Yeah, and it seems like too, Chris, that they since they play Middle Tennessee first and then Texas, such a big game in Week Two. I mean, since you're taking a quarterback battle this deep into into practice, I mean, we're nine days away and they still don't have a starting quarterback. the 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 opportunity and the the option to play both quarterbacks against Texas, I don't think, is out the window. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, everything is kind of on the table right now, but it, it's funny how. You know, everything's happened with Texas. Like, yes, they've got Quinn Ewers. They've got Xavier Worthy. They've got some really good pieces on their offense. But it, it's crazy how many people I'm seeing now picking Texas to win that game. And I'm like, you know, I thought I was being inventive, inventive six months ago. going, yeah, that might be a spot that Texas can beat Alabama. But now that everybody starts to pick it, I start to reverse the other way and go, hey, it's impossible to win in Tuscaloosa. I don't care what you're bringing in there. Uh, you need a special performance from your quarterback more, more often than not. And you think of the quarterbacks that have won there. I mean, Joe Burrow. I mean, you you got to be really, really good to win at Tuscaloosa. So, uh, we'll see. But it scares me off when everybody and their brother starts picking Texas to win that game in week two. Yeah, I saw somebody pick Texas by double digits today, Chris. Yeah, we we got to stop on this. Like, look, <laughs> if, if, I, I'd love to see the downfall of Nick Saban more than anybody, but let's stop poking the bear. Let's stop making him angry. I mean, like, I, I couldn't believe how many national people I've heard and look, I'm high on LSU. I think they're going to be very good. But my goodness, like, Colin Coward comes out and says he's got LSU beating Michigan in the national championship. Joel Clack typing up LSU. Like, everybody's starting to pick LSU, and Nick Saban has eaten that stuff up. He loves it. The rat poison is delicious. So, I, I just like, to me, like, stop picking against Nick Saban in Alabama. You know the minute you do that, they're going to make you look stupid. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and Nick Saban feeds off of that more times than not. Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, joining us on the phone lines. Chris, any major injury updates from around the conference that that you've been talking about on the show or that that you've been told about or take note of that that could impact the season? I know LSU's got not an injury issue, but they've got a player, a big-time player, that won't be playing against Florida State this opening weekend. Yeah, I'll get to Mason Smith in a second. But first, Georgia loses Branson Robinson. And, you know, it's not the biggest loss because they, Georgia is loaded at running back. You know, they've got a really deep room and all that. But mm-hmm. Kendall Milton has been dealing with a hamstring injury basically all summer. And they've been trying to go easy on him. And he figures to be the starter. You know, he had a lot of yards last year. Uh, but Branson Robinson was a nice freshman last year that got in, you know, basically mop-up duty. But he looked good at times. He even had a, you know, a, a good performance in the national championship because they were beating TCU so bad. But 
like him being out for the year, now that room is a little bit limited with experience. You got Dejan Edwards, but like if Kendall Milton is is banged up at all, or that hamstring tightens up again and he can't go, that that room gets very thin as far as experienced guys. Now it's Georgia. The offensive line is ridiculous. They could probably just throw the next five star freshman running back out there, and that guy will be good. But that's just one thing to watch for for Georgia. You know, we're all penciling them in. Oh, they're going to go into the college football playoff, whatever. But if if that room gets any thinner at running back, they're in trouble. Uh, for LSU, yeah, losing Mason Smith is huge for this game. I mean, he's making just about every preseason watch list and all this. Um, it's an absolute joke what the NCAA is doing here. Uh, if you didn't read the details, that him and Kayshawn Booty did an autograph signing in July of 2021. That was right when NIL legislation was going to affect across a lot of states and across the country. Right. I think Louisiana got theirs enacted a few weeks after that, and so it was before NIL was legal. Uh, Apparently something went sideways with the guy who did the autograph signing. He's the one who reported it to the NCAA. And the NCAA found out about it last year. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte served a one-game suspension last year. Now, we didn't know about it. Uh, Brian Kelly spun it as, oh, he has the flu, he's sick. But that was the one-game suspension to appease the NCAA. The problem was Mason Smith got injured in the first game last year and never played another down for LSU last year. So he never got to serve a suspension. So to appease the NCAA, now they come back and go, all right, well, we'll suspend it for this game. But if I'm Brian Kelly, this is the big, one of the biggest games of your year. Uh, it's the only top-ten matchup next week in week one with two top-ten teams. Like, I would tell the – the NCAA, if I'm Brian Kelly, to bleep off, I'm going to play Mason Smith. And you know what? Week two against Grambling, we'll sit him out on that one. Like, this is so stupid to come back and try to, like, fight them on something that literally happened two years ago that is now legal. Like, when I, when I saw yesterday that he was being suspended, I'm like, for what? Like, NIL's legal now. What do you mean improper benefits? There's no such word as improper benefits anymore. That doesn't exist. Right. That doesn't exist. Um, yeah, it's just so absolutely ridiculous. And again, to me, it just exacerbates the point of how how ridiculously unnecessary the NCA is. How they they're so inconsistent with re- enforcing rules. They focus on the wrong things at times. Kids, you know, as a kid who, who wants to transfer closer to home, his mom has cancer. He wants to go transfer back home. They deny him the trans, you know, the ability to transfer. It's just all these stupid things they do. Get them. Get them. It feels like. Yeah, it feels like every month we're sitting here saying the NCAA did something stupid. I'm just getting sick and tired of it. Common sense says, like, let the kid play. Instead, one of LSU's best defensive players is going to sit out the first game of the season, and it's going to hurt them. And if they lose the game, and it's a close game, we're going to wonder what would have happened if Mason Smith played. I even tell Florida State fans on social media saying this is stupid. Like, if the opponent is saying this is stupid, like, come on. If I'm Brian Kelly, I stand up to the NCAA, I play him and, and say – I'll send him out week two. Dare you to do something about it. Right. That That's when you know it's bad is when, when the opposing fans are like, all right, they they understand the, the the crappiness of the situation. They also understand the the impact that one singular player like him makes for that LSU team, and they're calling for the NCAA to do something about it. But, uh, Chris, it's always nice to, to have somebody on the show that hates the NCAA just as much or maybe even more than I do. Well, Jacob, we just watched a documentary on Johnny Manziel, who did the same thing. He got suspended for a half 
against Rice. Right. Against Rice of all teams. Like, uh, come on, what are we doing here? I know. It's so bad, man. And one of these years, one of these years, the NCAA won't have as much power or control and representation that they do. But uh, talking with Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast. Chris, before we let you go, got to get your thoughts on Auburn real quick. There's a narrative starting to build in this town that Chris Gordy's not super high on the Auburn Tigers. Is that true? Well, I've just said I, I, everybody and their brother starting to jump on the Hugh Freeze train and, and Auburn and all this. And I, I just the more I started to look at it, the more I started to hear they were you know trying struggling and trying to figure out which which wide receivers are going to go with the first unit and all that. I just I started to back off them a little bit. I just think with all those new pieces coming in, particularly the offensive line, I just think it's going to take a little time to build that chemistry up, mm-hmm. and so. It's nothing against – I still think Hugh Freeze is a great coach. I still like all the pieces they've added. But, it, you know, once you get an SEC play, it's tough to win, man. These games – there's a lot of 50-50 games, games that come down to a fifth field goal or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was leaning more towards – like, I'm in. I'm more in the 6-7 win category with Auburn. Is there a game or two that could swing the game to eight and if everything goes well nine? Absolutely, I'll acknowledge that. But – I just kept going back and forth, back to Mississippi State and saying they have too many damn fifth-year seniors on that team yeah. to go six and six and finish at the bottom of the SEC West. I just feel like Mississippi State is going to be—they're either going to beat Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU. They're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to because they've got all those pieces. And Will Rogers is still a pretty damn good quarterback. So it's, it's to me, it's not so much a, a harp on what Auburn's done. It's more—I just think the other teams in the West are better right now. But, but that'll change by 2024. I mean, you know Hugh Freeze is going to get this thing going. Yeah, and you, you talk about Mississippi State. It seems like Zach Arnett is all in. He's got the team and program all in. And what a what a tough job he's having to take over. But I know they haven't hit the field yet, but it seems like everything's going right in Starkville. Yeah, and if I really wanted to go hot take, I would go – I'd go Auburn 7-5. and five. I'd have Ole Miss finishing dead last in the SEC West at 6-6. Six and six. For all the hype with Lane Kiffin and all this, you know, he's the one who keeps hitting up the transfer portal and trying to address needs. And I know Quinchon Judkins is good, and I know Jackson Dart is good, but I think that defense is going to be god-awful this year. And uh, Pete Golding, it's going to take him a while to get that thing going. If I want, really wanted to go hot take, I would go Ole Miss dead last in the West this year. I like it, Chris. I'm all about it, and I think it could very easily happen in what should be a very competitive SEC West again in 2023. Chris Gordy, he hosts the Locked on SEC podcast, comes out every single day covering all the latest news in SEC football, basketball, and beyond. Chris, we appreciate you and your time. You join us every Thursday at 3.30 on the show. Always a blast to talk to you. You fit our show narrative perfectly. You tell it like it is, and you hold nothing back. Let everybody know where they can find you, your podcast, to what you got coming up as we're nine days away from week one of college football. Yeah, again, it's Locked on SEC, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And again, uh, today's episode, Andrew Allegretta, voice of the Vanderbilt Commodores. Again, I encourage you guys to check it out. It's not like super nerdy and in-depth on, on Vandy. It's actually uh, pretty conversational. So I encourage you guys to go check that out. As always, Chris, it's a blast, man. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll have a chance to talk about some real football games, all right?
All right, thanks, Jacob. Give me a Vandy minus the 17 and a half. All right, I love it. We got another Vandy supporter in the house. Thanks, Chris. Always great to hear from you. And Chris Gordy, host of Locked On SEC, taking Vanderbilt this weekend against Hawaii with the spread, 17 and a half. I love it, man. College football, it's so back. It's so back here in in the South and across the, the college football landscape. So thanks to Chris, as always, for joining us on the show. We'll take our final break, come back, wrap it up before the drive with Bill Cameron, Dan Peck will be on at 4 o'clock. All that coming up here on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goetz with you on ESPN 106.7. Auburn up a like a sports leader for the next couple of minutes. Be sure you stay tuned. It'll be The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. I believe Justin Ferguson will be on the show today as well. So be sure uh, you are tuned in for that and stay right here from 4 to 6. But then right after The Drive, be sure you flip your radio dial over to Wings 94.3 because right at 6 o'clock is the first edition of Tiger Talk here in 2023. And we will be airing every single show uh, on Thursday nights from uh, for football and basketball the weekly coaches show with Andy Birch and Brad Law it'll be Hugh Freeze from Auburn football I believe uh, John Cohen the Auburn athletics director will be making an appearance and Brad Law told us that Jason Campbell will be stopping by tonight as well so be sure you're tuned in over on Wings 94.3 6 to 7 every Thursday uh, it's a private event tonight but then starting next week they'll be live out at Baumhauer so be sure you're tuned in for that and uh, yeah getting you ready for the start of Auburn football in just nine days so be sure you tune in over there right after the drive over on Wings 94.3 for Tiger Talk at 6 o'clock. But man, what a crazy good show it was today. It flew by. And so many great guests, so many great callers. Uh, We started off the show today with Auburn High's head football coach, uh, Coach Etheridge from Auburn High School Football. He joined us right at 2 o'clock. And uh, Coach Etheridge, he talked about uh, the game starting tomorrow uh, as Auburn High takes a trip up to Hoover to take on the Bucks. So uh, if you missed any of that interview, it was a lot of fun. He'll be joining us every Thursday at 3 o'clock moving forward, okay? Every Thursday at 3 o'clock, Coach Etheridge will join us on the phone lines to talk about Auburn High School football and preview their upcoming game. Of course, those are all Friday nights over on Wings 94.3 as well. Then we had Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network. He joined us to talk about Tiger Talk tonight and uh, what excites him about this Auburn football team in particular. Then just got off the phone with Chris Gordy. Uh, he he was on one today, fellas. He was on one today, and I love having him on. He is just so energized and so electric and colorful it's so much fun to talk with Chris Gordy get his thoughts and updates from around the Southeastern Conference plus we looked at Auburn's football schedule and asked you which games are you most excited about where's the focal point in 2023 had some great calls and insight from there as well so Catch up with the podcast, ESPNAU.com, commercial free right now after the show. Go check it out. And tomorrow, we'll have a lot of fun. It's On the Line Fridays with Uncle Tebow and Wade Bennett brought to you by Sensagreen Heating and Air. That'll be tomorrow in hour number two as we get you ready for week zero of college football. But until tomorrow, two to four, right here on ESPN 1067. I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.